0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. Hopefully you're having a fantastic Monday. If you didn't get the W, maybe you had a couple duds on your team. And if you have not checked out our Mastermind chat, please give us a a look. Go to the website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. We have weekly, monthly, and full season packages available for that chat. That's perfect for if you're looking for a trade option. Maybe you're looking for uh, help with your roster overall. How can we make your team better? I can't answer all those questions on Instagram, but if you do ask that through a Mastermind chat and you're part of that Mastermind chat, you will get those questions answered 100% of the time. So please check it out. Hopefully we can make your team a better team. If you've started off with a 1-3, and 0-4 start, trying to get you back on the right track, is that a trade? Is it a roster move? Whatever it is, whatever it be, you ask that question, I will get that answer to you within 24 hours. We'll keep that conversation going back and forth. Those that have already been involved with it, we're having some great conversation. If you've not checked it out, please give it a look. Weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. If you have any questions, drop us a note on Instagram or Twitter. More than happy to answer those questions if you're on the fence on whether or not to sign up for the chat. And the chat works as a text-based, we'll give you a phone number as soon as you sign up for that, we'll give you a phone number, and it's one-on-one access with your Truly for the Mastermind chat. We also have our season-long and DFS packages still available on the site, both weekly and full season packages available. Again, if you have any questions on what, the, what those packages involved, feel free to give us a shout over on Instagram or Twitter, we'll get those questions answered for you in a timely, in a, in a, in a timely manner trying to make you guys a better team in season long, make you guys a better player in fantasy for DFS, um, whatever can make you a better player. That's what we're hoping to do over here at The Genius. Today's podcast, we're going to talk about the Mastermind chat. Um, we, we, talk, we talked a little bit about Mastermind chat. We're also going to talk about the uh, different packages, what's, av- what's available in those packages. We're also going to talk about the game-by-games uh, yesterday, what went down, some big-name players going down, uh, having some dud games. Some uh, players that maybe we looked at maybe benching because of the uh, matchup went off, especially the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That offense I was not high on just because of the defense they are going against. That entire offense went off. Mike Evans – Jameis Winston, Chris Godwin, all went absolutely bonkers yesterday. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about much more. We'll also talk about the Monday night game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. So without further ado, let's go on ahead and jump right on into today's podcast. And first up, let's talk about the packages over on uh, our website that's available for our DFS and our season-long uh, packages. DFS, you get our cash game plays, GPP plays, stacks, game-by-game breakdown. We break down each and every game kind of an idea of what I think that game's going to happen, what happened the week before, what kind of players I'm looking for at looking at for season long DFS, all formats, whatever kind of fantasy information that that uh that game has. We'll talk about that much more. If you're talking about season long, we have a Monday morning water cooler, we talk about streaming options on for quarterbacks, defenses. We take a look at the uh waiver wire, not in any particular order, but some players that are look, that are available in the waiver wire possibly, more than likely uh, less than 70% owned in min, m- many leagues. We also have a waiver wire article that kind of talks about my preferences on who should be owned in 100% of leagues, who you should pick up if you have the roster spot. Maybe you have a dead spot in your team, what kind of players we're looking at. Maybe you need a running back. We'll talk about the different running backs that are available. The waiver wire is a little more detailed for that kind of stuff where I kind of break down who I like. We also have start sits, and again, the game-by-game breakdown is available for both season-long and DFS. Kind of gives me ideas of who I'm looking at, who you can trust. Maybe they're deep league players and not uh, shallow league players. That much more for that game-by-game breakdown. Week one, we offer that for free, so if you can go back on the website, take a look at uh, the week one. Kind of give you an idea of what we looked at um, for that game-by-game breakdown. It's kind of um, the podcast we have for uh, for Friday. That article is a little more detailed we, where we break down each and every game. So without further ado, let's talk about the games. Let's go ahead and break down what happened on Sunday, week four. Hopefully you got the W. If not get the W, how can we get you better? Again, that's what Mastermind Chat is all about. But let's go ahead and take a look at the week four games from yesterday. Jaguars and Broncos, Leonard Fournette, absolutely a monster game, t- over 200 yards rushing. Finally had that breakout game. I told a lot of people last week that he was a buy-low candidate still for me. Yes, he hasn't looked fantastic, but he's still getting all the carries, all the options. He's getting all the snaps there in that offense. He's still getting it. This is why I was high on him coming into the season. This is why I stayed high on him uh, despite this slow start. When a player's going to get that many snaps, getting 90% of the snaps, I'm going to be all aboard that. He's eventually going to turn it around. He is a good running back. Yesterday he showed it against a decent Broncos defense. Now that we're seeing that this defense does not have any depth, this defensive team we can maybe target uh, players more and more against. Coming in the season, they were looked at as one of the better defenses. Vic Fangio maybe coming over from the Bears was going to be able to make this defense here in Denver a better defense. That has not been the case. They're not using Von Miller correctly. We're hearing Chubbs out for the year for the torn ACL. The Broncos defense is a team that we can stream players against uh, moving forward. Leonard Fournette proved that yesterday, rushing for over 200 yards against this Broncos defense, and they have been pretty bad against the run. They don't have linebackers that can stop tight ends. They don't have linebackers that are able to get to the the ball carry as much. Unfortunately, as a Bronco fan, this might be a tough year, and we can start targeting players more and more against this defense. So at one time, used to be elite defense, but that doesn't look to be the part anymore, especially if we start seeing this team kind of selling some of their major pieces for the rebuilding mode. We may see players uh, leaving the Broncos moving forward, which is going to make this defense even easier to kind of target with your fantasy players. But again, as a Bronco fan, it is kind of tough. So I'm going to go, go away from that because it's kind of making me sad talking to Bronco Broncos' tough 2019 season. As for the Broncos' offense, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton, nice games. I think we're going to still see decent games out of the two of them there moving forward, especially Cortland Sutton. I think he's going to eventually be taking over that number one role for the Broncos. He is the young receiver there. He is going to have to be one of the leaders on this team um, during this rebuilding time. I think we're going to start to see more and more out of Sutton, more and more out of Lindsey, more and more out of Freeman because this is a team that's going to have to kind of see what they have with this offense, with this young team, with this young players. Maybe once Locke can come out um, off the IR, they're going to start seeing more out, out of him. For a Bronco fan, is tough, but I think there are some options for fantasy for the Broncos moving forward. And, and the Jaguars, again, if you can still get Fournette for uh, fairly cheap, I think you definitely still can do it. I don't think it's possible. I think the buying low uh, window for Fournette is passed. This game shows people that Fournette is back. I think he still does have the, uh, one of the top options there uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Next up, we have the Tennessee Titans and the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan having a rough game, uh, threw for a lot of yards, but he didn't have a great day uh, passing the ball for touchdowns and all that kind of stuff. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley didn't look very good in the passing game. Austin Hooper looked nice, nine catches, 130 yards. But the entire offense for the Falcons didn't look good. The team used to be a very good home team, um, but they, they ran into a decent defense in Tennessee. Tennessee was able to stop them, only putting up 10 points. As for the Titans, Marcus Mariota having a decent game looked nice, but he's a quarterback we can't trust moving forward. I think that the receiving options there for the Tennessee Titans, we can kind of look at in deep leagues, the, uh, um, we're starting to see a little more of a connection between Marcus Mariota and his wide receivers there. Corey Davis has all the talent in the world, but he just hasn't put it together. Yes, they had a nice game, five catches, 91 yards, and a touchdown. A.J. Brown, three catches, two of those going for touchdowns, 94 yards. I think both options are are, are there, especially in Dynasty League's um, they're, they're nice plays. They're nice uh, roster spots. They're obviously are we're, we're taken in leagues for dynasty leagues. But I think we can maybe kind of trust them a little more than uh, we have been able to in the years past. As for redraft leagues, if you're if you're hurting at wide receiver, I think you can look at both options. But I wouldn't trust either option on a weekly basis because it, for me, it all relies on Marcus Mariota. I can't trust Mariota for this offense there in Tennessee. Next up, we have the Patriots and the Bills. Uh, defensive struggle. Bills uh, were able to hang with the Patriots. Josh Allen suffered a concussion, um, a head injury, most likely a concussion. If that's the case, he's going to have to uh, pass the league's concussion protocol, which is always tough. You never know when I'm going to be able to come back from that injury. As for Tom Brady, he didn't look very good um, against the Bills' defense, but going into this game, I kind of thought the Bills were going to be able to hang. This was going to be much more of a defensive struggle. I wasn't very high on many parts of this offense for either side of the ball, and this game proved it to be the fact. Um, and as for Sonny Michelle, I think we're starting to see that Sonny Michelle is not going to be getting the touches and the looks that maybe we thought he was coming in the year. It's a three headed monster for the Patriots ground game. That's not ideal for us fantasy owners. Um, if you need the roster spot, I don't hate dropping Sonny Michelle. If there's a player out there that you need to pick up for him. Next up, we have the chiefs and the lions fun game, high scoring game. The lions Hanging with the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes didn't put up a Patrick Mahomes type of game. But the Chiefs offense continues to roll. Uh, Mahomes throwing for 315 yards, but no touchdowns. Uh, Seven catches, 85 yards for Travis Kelsey. No really huge games out of this offense for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Much more of a ground game. Daryl Williams, a couple uh, short touchdown runs. LaShawn McCoy, a touchdown run. A lot of the offense came from the ground game. But but the the Chiefs have so many weapons on offense, they don't always have to rely on their passing game. And if they do have their passing game, is it going to be Kelsey? Is it going to be Watkins? Is it going to be... is it going to be Makoa um, Hardman? Is it going to be Demarcus Robinson? Plenty of talent there. And this is with even, without even Tyreek Hill in this offense. Plenty of options. Plenty of miles to feed for the Chiefs. Lion, as for the Lions, good game from Kenny Galladay. Could have gotten in the, in, in the end zone another time. Big game from Galladay. and um, Johnson had a nice game on the ground. I think we're going to see more and more. We're going to see on Johnson carrying that workload more and more on a weekly basis. I think he's going to be becoming one of the better backs. Um, he's becoming a workhorse for this offense. Carrion johnson moving forward is a player that i definitely want to keep an eye on and if you have carry johnson he's going to be a player that you can definitely trust moving forward in your season long leagues next up we have the raiders and the colts kind of an interesting game raiders looked nice on offense um, a, a team that was coming in the season i wasn't very high on offensively but Derek carr has been, has, has been able to put up some decent games wasn't great, only 190 yards, to, had two touchdowns but no picks, so he didn't turn the ball, ball over, which is a good thing for your quarterback. Didn't put up a monster game by, by any means. Darren Waller continues to be one of the better tight ends in the league. Seven catches, 53 yards for a PPR uh, a league. Darren Waller continues to be a great play, uh, a great steal in many of your drafts from where he was being drafted at. Josh Jacobs, nothing special, but still a nice four-and-a-half-yard average, 70 yards rushing for Jacobs. I think Jacobs is showing that he is the real deal, and, not, and maybe maybe just maybe the, the, the Raiders do have a, a player in Josh Jacobs moving forward. As for the Colts, nice game again from Jacoby Brissett. Three touchdown passes, 260 yards passing. Um, he's starting to show that Andrew Luck wasn't his entire offense. Brissett has, has looked nice, looked decent. And has the, the Colts right there, two and two again. This AFC, uh, the entire conference, of the AFC outside of the Chiefs and the the Patriots. There's no one really jumping out besides those two. The wild card, the division, still up for grabs for the for the Indianapolis Colts. And we're starting to see coming into the year. I didn't think that they were going to be able to hang, but jo- Jacoby Brissett has made me a believer in him, and I think he is definitely worth the uh, pickup in the mini leagues, and especially being the uh, a week but week to week. Matchup play, Brissette has been able to, to get the job done for the Colts. Marlon Mack suffered an injury, but it sounds like he could have been able to come back if he was forced to, if he was closer. But the way the, way the game went down, they needed to pass the ball much more, and that's not Max suit. He's much more of a ground-and-pound kind of guy. So it sounds like from what he was saying, he could have came back from the injury if it was forced to be that in that game. Next up, we have the Chargers and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are looking at the number one overall pick. As bad as your team is, if you're not a Dolphins fan, you don't have the worst team. This Dolphins team is bad. They're uh, his- historically bad. We're going to be- see a team that's going to be one of the worst and in- go down in the worst in-, in the history of the league. Um, the Dolphins are-, are playing for the future. They're playing for one of those top picks, they're playing for one of those up and coming quarterbacks in the-, in the next couple drafts. Continue to see nobody on this on this offense that I want to play. If Kenyon Drake ever does get traded, which I think eventually might happen, I think he's going to have a, a, a lot more um, impact for his new team. But right now, you can't play anybody on the Dolphins. I don't like anybody for the Dolphins. As for the Chargers, we were expecting a big game from Keenan Allen. Was not the case. Didn't look very. Uh, didn't get many looks in that offense. Austin Eckler is proving that he needs to have some sort of a role, even with Melvin Gordon. Eckler with another nice game um, as the starting court, starting running back for the Chargers. Phillip Rivers, a nice game, over 300 yards, two, two touchdowns. Phillip Rivers continues to put up decent games. Him and um, age-wise, Rivers is putting up decent games for the Chargers moving forward. Now they get Melvin Gordon back. The Chargers team we definitely to keep an eye on. Hopefully they keep Eckler getting a, a little role. And I think... For me, I'm not looking to sell Eckler. I'm still going to likely going to keep him because I'm not going to get, be able to get what I want for him. I think it's much more of a sell high on Melvin Gordon. I don't think Gordon's going to come in here and take the leadership role right away, take the lead back role. I think it's going to be much more of a, a 50-50 split between him and Eckler. They have to find ways to get Eckler on the field still. And Coming into the season, I still thought Eckler, this, this, before we heard about the the holdout for Melvin Gordon, I thought Eckler was going to, was going to have a role um, early in OTAs. I still thought he was going to have some sort of a role with his offense, and I think he's proved that he needs to have some sort of a role for the Chargers moving forward with or without Melvin Gordon who should be getting back next week Sound like again he's going to have a limited role next week but as weeks go on we're going to see that role improve on a weekly basis but again I still think Eckler is going to have some sort of a role Giants and Redskins the era for Dwayne Haskins has began. It's began with a big dud, three interceptions. Didn't look very good in the uh, in the offense for the Redskins. Daniel Jones didn't look his, like he did in, in his first start, but he still did uh, had 200 yards, of touchdown. Looks to be, be a much better option for the Giants' uh, offense. Getting Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram involved, Wayne Gallman stepping in for. Uh, um, Saquon Barkley looked nice. He was a popular pickup. Maybe a lot of people didn't think that he can get the job done, but Gallman did get the job done. He looked the part, um, Looked to, looked to be a at least a uh, temporary fix for the Giants. Giants winning two games in a row with their new quarterback Daniel Jones, who a lot of Giants fans booed at draft night. Now they're loving their new quarterback. Next up, Browns and Ravens. Monster game from Nick Chubb. Three touchdowns, 160 yards rushing. Baker Mayfield, 340 yards passing, a touchdown. Nothing out of uh, Odell Beckham Jr., but Jarvis Landry has a nice game. The Browns uh, put things together against the Baltimore Ravens. As for the Ravens, they didn't look very good all the way around. Got used by the Browns in this game. Um, But you got to like, if you're on Team Browns going into into the season, you have to like the way they looked against the Baltimore Ravens on the road in a division game. Got to hope that maybe they got things turned around and this offense gets rolling moving forward as the season goes along. Next up, Panthers and Texans. Low-scoring game. Texans didn't look very good on offense. Odell, um, sorry, DeAndre Hopkins, not much going. De, uh, Watson didn't get much going as well. The entire offense there for the Houston Texans didn't get going. Only 160 yards passing for Deshaun Watson. DeAndre Hopkins, only five catches, 40 yards. Kenny Stills, not much. Will Fuller, not much. Duke Johnson, not much. The entire offense didn't do much for the Houston Uh, Houston Texans as for the Carolina Panthers Kyle Allen continues to be a a serviceable quarterback looks better than what uh, Cam Newton was there we're starting to realize that maybe Cam Newton did have a bigger injury than maybe we thought now we're starting to see a capable quarterback uh, that's healthy and can stay in the pocket more we're seeing much more improvement out of this offense there in Carolina Christian McCaffrey big game rushing and 10 receptions great game for a PPR stud like McCaffrey next up we have the Buccaneers and Rams, a game that I thought the Rams were going to be able to take away and kind of take everything away from the Buccaneers. Turned out to be a super high-scoring game. Buccaneers win the game 55-40. Offense everywhere. Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, you name it, they got going. Not much out of Todd Gurley and carries-wise. Only five carries, 16 yards, but of those five carries, he got in the end zone twice. So he did salvage his day with those touchdowns. Even without touchdowns, he had a decent day for a PPR league. you got to wonder when they're going to start getting the ball more and more to Gurley. Um, yes, Sean McVay is a, is a genius. He's a great offensive coordinator. I an mean, Offensive play caller, obviously because he's the head coach, but offensive play caller. But is he, is he trying to be too cute not getting the ball to his best player, Todd Gurley, in this offense? I think moving forward, they're going to have to try to figure out a way to get Gurley more and more involved in this on, in this ground game and on the on in the passing game, seven catches for Gurley. Kind of spread the ball away, but that's what happens when you throw the ball sixty-eight times. Goff put the ball in the air sixty-eight times. completed forty-five of them. Kind of spread it around. Thirteen receptions for Robert Woods. Nine for Cup. Six for Cooks. Gurley with the seven, like I talked about. And even Gerald Everett five catches. So the ball was spread around pretty nicely for the re- receiving options there in in L. A. Chris Godwin monster game, twelve receptions, 172 yards, and a couple scores. Mike Evans a decent game, four for 89 in a score. Cameron Brate, um, backup tight end, got three for three receptions in a score. OJ Howard still kind of starting to struggle the year. Coming in the year, he was looked at one of the, one of the better options of tight ends, one of the ones we have kind of looked at as maybe being able to step up and kind of pick his game to the next level. Hasn't been able to do that yet, especially with his big games for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on offense. You got to wonder if that's going to happen with Howard. I still do believe Howard is a buy low. And I think you can get him for fairly cheap right now because he has not put together any kind of game In any of the first four weeks, I still think Howard is going to put it together. We're going to start to see him kind of get more and more involved in the passing game. But right now, he does not look the part for this Buccaneers offense. Jameis Winston, I talked about he's a player you definitely want to keep. Yes, he started off the year with the first two games looking horrible. Put together back-to-back really good games. And if you kept Winston, good for you. You listen to me. I definitely was not going to be dropping Winston. I had him pretty much in every league I had. I picked up Winston. People are wondering why I did it. Because of this. Because this team is not going to be able to run the ball very well they got a bad defense. They're going to be asked to pass the ball plenty and, plenty and often. That's what they're doing these last two weeks. Jameis Winston isn't a, maybe an every-week starter, but I definitely think he's going to be, moving forward, have more of these type of games than having bad games. I think Winston is fine. Um, maybe not as your start, only starting quarterback, but I think he's definitely a quarterback that we can trust most weeks this rest of the season. Next up, Seahawks and Cardinals. Cardinals are a bad team. That's indeed. But um, Kyler Murray... David Johnson, there's some options there in the offense. Uh, I wonder what's going to happen with Christian Kirk. Looks like a horrible injury to Kirk on the the right ankle injury. Hopefully it's not serious. Hopefully it's not something that's going to keep him out for a substantial amount of time. My guess is at least a couple weeks. Looked like a horrendous injury. We'll wait and see on what happened with Kirk as we hear more and more. As for the Seahawks, Excuse me, no no Rashad Penny. That made uh, Chris Carson the main guy again. Looked better this week, but again, this was against the Arizona Cardinals defense. So if you're thinking Chris Carson has locked down that that number one running back role, once Penny can return, I think he's going to have a little more competition. We're going to see Penny eat into those carries. We know that Carson does have a fumbling problem, but if he's fixed that, he is the number one option there um, for the Seahawks, but they still do have Penny, which I think can still eat into those Carson carries. As for the passing game, Disley was a popular pickup. Pays off with seven catches and a touchdown, especially in PPR leagues. He was he was a uh, well worth the pickup. Um, nice game for a PPR league for the tight end Disney. Tyler Lockett coming off that big game last week. Only four catches, 51 yards. So didn't look very good uh, in the game. But again, when you get up to a big lead early, it's kind of hard to to go and pass the ball over and over again. Last week, Lockett looked good because he was. Uh, the Seahawks had to throw the ball. This week, they were able to rely on the ground game because they got up big and got up big early against the Cardinals defense and offense next up we have the Vikings and the Bears is David Montgomery going to ever turn out to be that player that maybe I thought he was going to be I don't know if we're ever going to see him be that player but now that we have um, injury to their quarterback maybe they're going to rely a little more on this ground game maybe they're going to finally finally realize that Montgomery needs to get the ball a little more he is getting more and more carries he just needs to turn those carries into production but again this was against a Vikings defense Vikings and Bears defense are are, are both very good Dalvin Cook coming to the year, I was not a fan of Dalvin Cook just because of injury history. I'm eating those words. He looks all the part in this um, so far to start the year. But again, we're only four games into it. If he can stay healthy, he's going to finish in the top five, maybe even RB1 at the end of the year. But my whole issue is with him is uh, staying healthy. I don't know if he can stay healthy. That's where I fear. If he can't stay healthy, he's going to be great. If he can't, I think Madison is going to be a nice pickup. I have Madison in a lot of leagues. I'm still holding on to him just because of Cook. But Cook looks the part every week um if if you if you, if you didn 't listen to me and you drafted cook, good, good for you, hopefully you backed him up with Madison, but if you did not listen to me, good for you, I was wrong on Cook so far, he has looked that part and much more for the Vikings offense. Um, as for the the passing game, Diggs had a decent game, a, a nice game, seven catches one hundred and eight yards, finally had that decent game, but this offense wants to run the ball, wants to pound the ball with Cook. We don't see much, much out of the passing game, and I think that's going to happen most weeks. I'm not sold on the Minnesota passing game. Not a Diggs fan, not an uh, Adam Thielen fan. I'd rather have the Rams receivers. I'd rather have the Buccaneers receivers. Plenty of different options I'd rather have than what the Vikings have at passing game. Yes, Diggs and Thielen are talented, but I'm not sold on Cousins as the quarterback. I'm not sold on this passing game in Minnesota. They don't want to run the ball, play good defense. That's what the Vikings are going to do. As for the Bears... Mitchell Trubisky injury does kind of hurt uh, the entire offense, but this, this, this defense can keep him in the game. Um, David Montgomery, hopefully is going to get more and more looks. They're going to have to uh, run the ball a little more and more, play good defense. That's what I look at the Bears moving forward in this game. As for the Cowboys and Saints, they close out Sunday with a kind of a snooze fest for a Sunday night game, but we've seen those games kind of turn into those primetime games being a snooze fest. Those are usually made for uh, Thursday night, but Sunday night was a snooze fest as well. Not much out of Alvin Kamara um, outside of the touchdown for Ezekiel Elliott. He did get involved more and more in the passing games. So that was nice to see as an Elliott owner. Michael Thomas had a nice game. Out, outside of that, wasn't really much in the um, for either offenses. Both defenses looked pretty decent. Saints win a close game. Uh, good for them. And, and I think we're starting to realize that Alvin Kamara and, and Michael Thomas are fine without Drew Brees. Yes, Drew Brees makes them much better, but they are fine moving forward. This team is fine moving forward. They don't, uh, as I talked about earlier, and I kind of got a lot of slack for it. This team has the weapons around Drew Brees to withstand an injury to Drew Brees. Yes, Teddy Bridgewater is not Drew Brees. Yes, they do kind of suffer at the quarterback position. They got a good defense. They got a good uh, pair of running backs in Kamara, um, and they have a, they have a great uh, pass catcher in Michael Thomas. This team has the weapons that they can kind of withstand an injury to Drew Brees. And if he can come back, um, say by the week eight point, I think the Saints are going to be fine, especially in that division. We're seeing the Falcons kind of struggle. Carolina looks good on times, but they're, they're another team that kind of struggles. That's the way that we're seeing that. I think the Saints are still the cream of, that, cream of the crop in that division. Once Drew Brees comes back, I think they're going to really hammer that down. and They're going to win the division maybe uh, handily down that, down that road. As for the Monday night game, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals, a division game. Both teams can't afford to lose if they're looking to stay involved in the pa- in the uh, division contest. If you're playing over on DraftKings, I think I might avoid uh, James Conner just because I like the passing game in Pittsburgh a little more. I like Tyler Boyd for the Cincinnati Bengals. I like I absolutely love Joe Mixon, but I think Mixon over on Fanduel is a little better play because he's. Uh, because there's a misprice for James Conner Joe Mixon and there's like I think three or four players that are above yeah we have Andy Dalton Mason Rudolph so both quarterbacks we have Juju we have Boyd and we have Mixon all ahead of James Conner that makes me think that James Conner is going to be one of the most popular picks we're looking at 70 or 80% owned for James Conner if we can get a down game from James Conner there's no guarantee that he's going to see a decent game Um, Yes, it looks like he's going to have a a nice game. but There's no guarantee with James Conner. I think he relied on the good offense last year for the the season that he had. You had two really good receivers. You had Ben Roethlisberger. Now we're seeing um, it's just Juju, and now we don't have Big Ben. So James Conner's kind of suffered with that happening. The Bengals, I think, are going to key in on James Conner. I think we can get Joe Mixon a little lesser ownership because he's priced higher than Conner. So give me all of James Joe Mixon. I love Joe Mixon tonight. I love Tyler Boyd. I, I, I think I like the Cincinnati side of things. Even though I think Pittsburgh is going to win, I like the Cincinnati side of things because I think they have better options there in the passing game, and the, and I like Mixon over Connor. I think I'm going to have a lot of Boyd or Mixon as my MVP and captain spots so on both FanDuel and DraftKings. I like Juju Smith as a, as a captain MVP spot. There's not a whole lot of options I like at the low end for either side. So I think this is definitely a play where we maybe look at both kickers because if they're scoring points, the kickers are going to be involved as well, extra points or field goals. I think I'm leaning more on uh, the Pittsburgh kicker over the Cincinnati kicker. So I like um, Boswell a little more than Bullock just because I think maybe with the the younger quarterback – even though Andy Dalton's not anybody to, to write home about it being one of the top quarterbacks in the league. But I think with the younger quarterback, maybe they stall in the red zone a little more. Maybe we get a few more field goals out of Boswell. So I like the if, if, if it's a coin flip between, between Boswell and Bullock, I like Boswell a little more. I like Boyd and uh, Juju about the same. And if I'm picking between the running backs, I definitely like Mixon over James Conner this week. I think Mixon's in for a big game, and like I said, I think Cincinnati is going to kind of key in on James Conner tonight and kind of uh, maybe keep him down to a to a lesser game. There's bl- there's a lot of money out there. There's uh, six figures up for grabs both on DraftKings and FanDuel. But you got to be really contrarian. You have to beat out 176,000 people over on DraftKings. There is a 130,000 people over on FanDuel. So it's definitely a top heavy prize pool. But if you can take home six figures, not a bad thing to do on a Monday night. That'll do it for the podcast today. Rambling on. Hopefully some of this information kind of helped you guys. And if not, please check out the website. Our rankings will be up there on – by Wednesday, our rankings will be up there. Rankings are always free. We have plenty of premium stuff, plenty of free stuff on that website. www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. Over on Instagram, we are at fantasyfootball__genius__. And on Twitter, we are at fansportsgenius. Have a great Monday. We will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Have a great day. Let's dominate those leagues.